0: On this episode, we talk about the NASDAQ going negative, Buffett buying America, and my new background. <laughs> Welcome to episode number nine of Think at Heart.
1: Let's go, I'm ready.
0: Okay, I'm ready. before we start, episode nine. You know anything different about me?
1: Looking sharp in there. Okay. Uh, Don't say yeah, anything
0: different?
1: I'm, uh, I, w- I want to see what all the books say.
0: Well, this one in particular right here is my favorite. Yeah. Don't ask me what it is. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're
0: bringing it up a notch here. Okay? We just, we're like everybody up. else, we're, just, we're trying to get better every day. That's it. Uh, we had some feedback that, you know, we should work on our lighting. We should work on our background. Specifically me in my 1984 basement. <laughs> So bring it up a notch. Wore a tie for you today,
1: Ben. Yeah, it's looking good. You know, since you're the look, big boss. I want to look good. Sharp. I went you microphone. Know. Went microphone and see how this works. How the sound. Yeah, comes you got out the microphone. Today. I went with the uh,
0: AirPod Pros. We'll see how that works.
1: So, Sounds pretty you know,
0: good. Just, just trying it.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I, uh, I don't know about the lighting though. I think it washes me out. What do you think?
1: It's you need a tan.
0: I know. I'm gonna have to hit the tanning bed. Like it's 1996 again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't
0: know if I do that though. I feel like I'm going to have to get into shape, you know, maybe like mix in a salad and a sit up. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and
1: do they still yeah. have tanning beds out there?
0: I don't know. I feel like the UV rays, are just, they probably have like non, oh, they have the spray tans now. Okay. They have the that'd... spray tans. So we'll have to we'll be have good. to get like a, a dual membership for that or something like that. Yeah. The team building. We'll go on a team building spray tan session exactly. every Friday afternoon. I like it. All right. Well, on a more serious note, more serious note, uh, it's been a bloody week. Yeah. Been a bloody week in the markets. Yep. So much so that people are crying that this is the end. Is this yep. the end? Is this where it all tanks and it's all? Everybody should sell now. Is that kind of where we're at?
1: Could be, but I don't think so. I don't think no. so. No, I mean uh, we've had pretty light volumes up until yesterday. So yesterday was really the kind of that first surprise where we saw volumes pick up uh, into a choppy market, slightly down day. Today, then obviously we had we had more selling. Um, Nasdaq's down, you know, one point three percent year to date, but down pretty significantly off its highs. You had really Tesla and, and Apple. Uh, kind of roll over into a bearish trend. Tesla's down almost 40% off its highs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think those are some individual stocks that have, have had some downward pressure. But, you know, my my view is that this isn't the end. Uh, we're still in an upward trend. We're ch- testing the bottom of this kind of current range and channel. Um, today we had uh, Chairman Powell speak. So that's kind of what all the news was about we saw him come out and everyone's talking about he's scared about inflation. So, you know, bonds should go up and the market will go down because he's uh, he's not going to do anything with interest rates. And so I think this is, you know, I, I don't think anything material has changed. I think this is what he does every time comes out and says the same thing until the market panics. And then he then he walks back any comments that are causing the market to panic and 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 we'll go again. So. You know, it was uncomfortable uh, to buy today, Um, but uh, I continue to do that um, because I don't think anything's broken. I don't think anything's changed. And, you know, we've started to see kind of what his expectation is, is that he thinks we're going to have transitory inflation, which is kind of temporary. But on the other side of this, they don't think there'll be inflation in the back half of the year. Well, no kidding. I don't think anybody does. Um, but uh how his words were interpreted today the market kind of panicked
0: isn't it interesting how quickly the market panics though right like i mean you've been doing this for 20 years it's it seems like i mean we just came off a couple of great weeks of of highs right and you know the market turns for a few days and everybody's panicking like it's going to be the end right yeah um and it seems to me that's more of the trend now like You know, people only
1: have an appetite for seeing things go up, right? Do you find that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that uh, even like some of these, some of the stocks that I've seen come off in the past couple of weeks, is unbelievable. Like Tesla was overdone. Some of those names were overdone to the upside, but even good quality businesses are getting pounded for no reason. So, yeah, people are panicky and, um, you know, Everything kind of sold off together. Yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder if it has anything to do with more of the trading culture now too. Like retail trading is way up, right? So you know, I hate to I hate to put uh, stigma on those people, but you know, they that tends to be more of the culture of of the trading technology or, or uh, the trading trend, right? Where they want to kind of get in and get out right away. So yeah. I think anytime there's a sell off, it's gonna it's gonna be more dramatic
1: right yeah and because you still have the hedge funds front, front running all those traders so yeah. when you get acceleration to the downside and acceleration to the upside and yeah. so i think that's what you've got right you get all these robin hoods that continue to make all their money from selling their data feed to hedge funds and so uh you know the hedge funds get on the short side when, when people are selling so it it makes the moves steeper um but i mean yeah you can always there's always a risk that this continues but you know the data is going to be better than people think for the next couple of months anyways so i think it's temporary yeah
0: well i think that's a good uh, lead into our our first main point here Ooh. is mm-hmm. uh you know the nasdaq goes negative for the for the year yep right what uh what's your view on that
1: yeah, well, it's uh, there's the chartists in the world kind of are getting a little panicky because um, it's uh, it's broken a couple of technical levels. Um, there's you know a lot of uh, a lot of the kind of that momentum trade looks like it's starting to unwind and people are getting scared. You got Nasdaq at kind of twelve seven twelve thousand seven hundred. If we get down to twelve thousand three hundred, that's kind of the long term two hundred day moving average, and so that kind of makes the chartist people a little bit panicky. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, it's a decent sell-off, you know, a couple thousand points. It's, uh, it's kind of a, a reality check. And so, you know, I've spoken with investors uh, at all levels, obviously ones that uh, I don't manage money for, but people ask me about some of the names that uh, they own, that they've been making so much money on and that they've just given back 30, 40% in the past couple of weeks. I mean, it really is kind of that first reality check for those. You can buy anything and it's going to go up trade. Um, That's not necessarily going to be the case anymore. Those are my favorite ones, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you found any? Uh, No. No. Still looking. I'm still hoping. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you this, you know, since um since we do have a we do manage portfolios and uh you know um we're advisors, uh so you're an advisor, we how do you manage risk in a down market?
1: Yeah, so you know, that's a that's a great point and that point has evolved over the years. Yeah, you know, 20 years ago, it was quite a bit easier to manage risk in, in this kind of market, where you could have your government bonds, you could have a kind of a government bond ladder that gives you decent protection when equities sell off. Um, and that's before the central banks were really in controlling the bond market, um, so it was quite a bit easier then to do that. Uh, you had higher yields, so it offered you better protection in a sell off. Um, and so, uh, you know, that, uh, that's kind of gone now, particularly since uh, the last kind of three, four years where rates are kind of pegged at zero. So it's a lot more challenging uh, than it was, um, even more challenging than it was last year. So last year, as you know, uh, volatility was really low. So you could buy puts and you could buy put options on the index that, to hedge your exposure, kind of dampen that volatility um but volatility is elevated now so we've had you know we got volatility at 30 right now and it's kind of hovered between you know 25 and 40 over the last 12 months so it makes that protection to buy pretty expensive um so you know in, in this environment it's uh it's more challenging than at any point than I've seen because assets are are more bubbly than they've ever been, so the only asset class that was up, actually not the only, there were two asset classes that were up today, say energy and uh, and U.S. dollar. Uh, but even then, it wasn't material; it was it was small. So you know I, I, how I've always done is try to have some cash in portfolios, and the way you manage risk is you use that cash to buy things when they sell off. So. You know you only participate when things recover if you've taken advantage of lower prices so if you just sit and do nothing well you know if it eventually recovers great but unless you're buying on days when you know if you can get a stock down 10 15 percent for no reason um, you, you put yourself in a in a good position to kind of manage that those returns and risk at the same time gotcha yeah gotcha
0: yeah yeah I mean that's that's probably got to be one of the more difficult things, right? Like everybody's happy when everything's going up, right? Like the clients have been thrilled with Mm -hmm. the results, you know, over the last six months or a year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but now is when the, when you put in the work, right? Now is when you got to really grind it out. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Well,
1: well, now, yeah, now's the time. Certainly like uh, today was a, was a day of grip gripping it a bit. Uh, you know, the Dow is down about 700 points at one point. Uh, you know, some, as I say, some stocks that I liked, um, you know, I found down 10 ish percent in the middle of the day. And so, of course, your, your mind is, you, you thinks about, you know, what happens if this cracks? What happens if if we do that? But you got to look at what the reality is. The market was pretty oversold today. Like the, the Russell 2000 and the S and P are as oversold as they've been since last June. So almost a year of kind of oversold. So you look at the signals and say, well, this doesn't seem like anything's breaking. Um, so you have to, uh, use that cash that you have and, and take advantage of these lower prices so that when it does bounce back, you're, you're in a position of strength because you bought at lower levels.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, and again, we've talked about the psychology of what most people, most people handle a time like this, right? They just see it and they just want to sell, right? And uh, it's probably usually one of the worst things that you can do, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in an upward trending market, right? You know, if we're we're in a cascading, something's broken, like you've seen high yield spreads blow out, like something, something different happened, maybe you want to you want to take some off the table um if you haven't but yeah in an environment like now that's the worst thing you can do especially if you own own good companies okay let's move on let's
0: talk about the exciting world of uh yield curve control
1: (laughs) gotta gotta be your favorite
0: i got this on the list i was like all right man get it get in the weeds i'll uh I'll uh, go to sleep over here and
1: wait yes. for you L- this one. Listen, I, this the one thing that I've been talking about now for a couple of weeks is yield curve control. And uh, it's because I want to get it on record because I think it's going to happen. And I want to say that it's coming. Um, you know, I, I think probably a couple of weeks ago, I said this is going to happen at some point. And then last week we had the Australian Central Bank come out and say we're going to do what's called yield curve control. And so yield curve control really is just the central bank explicitly saying we're going to control the yield curve and so. um, Why this is important, why this is relevant is because you know we've had yields rise and steepen so as I think about the US market. You know US consumer really is what drives us economy, and when you get a steeper yield curve, you get uh, their costs going up. So you've had like uh, mortgage rates in in the U.S. go up kind of 40 basis points since January, uh, which is pretty huge. It's the highest level we've seen in a year. And so you you look at that and you're, you know, and the Fed looks at that and you can see that that's going to put pressure on the consumer and slow the economy. So, you know, they've started to talk about going back to this operation twist, which is another lingo where they you know they they sell short term bonds and buy longer term bonds and it's really to kind of flatten that yield curve down and so you know if if the US and the rest of the world is going to follow the script of Japan which it looks like it probably will Japan's come out and said we're going to keep re- we're going to keep 10 year rates at zero in fact we're going to keep the whole yield curve at zero so what that means is that rates will never move it's mm-hmm. pegged it's pegged there and so Uh, obviously, uh, they're, they're in there buying it, keeping that rate depressed. And so, you know, if the U S does this right now, you got a five year or you got the U S 10 year rate at 1.5%. Hypothetically, if they come in and say, we're going to peg it at 1%, you're going to get about a, you know, 30, 30%, 35% capital gain. If you're to buy the 10 years right now. So it's pretty important um, that if they come out, they do this, either they actually start buying or they say they're going to start buying, that you see that yield curve flatten really hard. And uh, there's a significant amount of money to be made there. And on top of that, you've seen um, the biggest short position that you've ever seen in history on that US tenure. So you get kind of a cocktail, right? So if the central bank says we're going to do yield curve control, and all the institutions are short the ten year, you get friggin' you get GameStop on the ten year. <laughs> really? Eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know that's boring, but uh, that's 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 ex- that's potentially pretty exciting.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, let's you know, I kind of kid about it being boring, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is boring. It's not exciting, like. <laughs> talking about crypto for example which leads us into one of my favorite topics just because it's interesting yes uh crypto what are we seeing in crypto this week
1: yeah so maybe tell me what what you've seen or read i I definitely want to go through a few things anything that's that's drawn your attention in crypto that's uh you know you've been telling me about nfts do you want to uh take take a take a shot at that or no
0: don't want to go into nfts
1: just yet
0: and there's no way to trade them really for our kind of listeners so we'll definitely do a a segment on those um those those are non-fungible tokens so but we'll definitely get to that you know i've been getting hammered on my uh my crypto but uh again i'm not i'm not panicking at all like it's we've seen just as just as sharp uh Uptakes as we have the downtakes, but I think I'm just being patient with it is all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, what are you what are you seeing?
1: Yeah, so look, it's uh, actually hung in pretty well today. Um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um yesterday we saw Ethereum actually up on a down NASDAQ day. So it's kind mm-hmm. of that those first that really that kind of that first day where you saw a reasonable support in the, the currency when uh well if it's a currency maybe someone will call it a currency
0: oh don't but, say that don't <laughs> say that
1: <laughs> maybe maybe that'll freak some people out potential currency
0: you know what it's good that you say that because yeah it's yeah. gonna piss a bunch of people off but now you're on record
1: right? yeah
0: exactly
1: right? yeah <laughs> so it hung in there listen i was uh, before we got on here was listening to Jeff uh, Dorman talk. And so he's built a shop that uh, deals kind of exclusively in, in crypto asset management. And it's all a team of like, these guys were serious, traditional investment managers that decided that, you know, there's something here that we need to uh, provide to the market, either on an institutional level or a retail level. And they're starting to build an investment firm around it and so it's pretty interesting uh, to hear what he had to say, but really, crypto is moving at at uh, explosive speed. Um, you know, we're we're, we're kind of stuck in the middle here, eh, Scott? Like, you know, we you know we got the bank, which is that old kind of that traditional. Like, they're they're talking about Bitcoin now. They're excited about Bitcoin, but <laughs> you got like the 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 actual like uh, Bitcoin world and the finance DeFi world, like. A thousand times ahead of this, um, you know. So we're kind of in that middle where you know we're we're having these conversations around Bitcoin, but you're starting to say, well, you know, okay, but you know that's like that's that's yesterday. Like, so what what's happening today? And what's happening ahead? Yeah. So, so I had uh, clients uh, talk to me about Bitcoin. Somebody uh, um, just saying, you know, well. You know it doesn't earn anything you can't you can't generate any yield on it it's like gold well it's not actually like that as as you know there's a lot of places where you can keep your bitcoin and you can earn three four five six percent and essentially risk-free returns where you lend out your coin they pay interest um, and uh, whatever currency you'd like and uh, they give it back to you when you want so you know there's there's yield generating tools that that are happening around bitcoin right now um you know we had um you know started we talked a little bit off offline there about these kind of tokens as well you saw the nba player kind of tokenize some his salary and you're you're seeing kind of the the speed at which this is moving is so fast but yeah. you know i i I'm definitely interested in these kind of yield generating Bitcoin funds mm-hmm. um, because you know if you could if you could tuck away uh, you know cash instead of earning half a percent and earn three four percent the same kind of risk free type returns I mean that's a huge win for clients so you know uh, you know that's that's coming along um, I don't know when it's going to be available but uh, certainly that's coming along. And, uh, that's, that's one of the things I'm probably most interested in that, in that space right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, do you think people still have a reason to be cautious about it? I mean, we, we talk to a lot of our clients, right. And because we work for a bank, right. Even the bank itself is always super cautious about it. Like I remember only just, uh, less than six months ago, you having to fight to buy it for your clients, right. At an institutional level. So Um, you know, do you think there's a reason that, that clients should still be cautious about it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the, I still think that risk is the, the banning, you know, you could have the central banks come out and ban it. They, if they, if they decided to come together and do that, it's possible. It's not probable.
0: Yeah. But but aren't we past that? Aren't we already past that? I think, I think it's too... You know, the institutional money is is already too far into it for to let that happen now, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These big hedge funds are buying it by the billions. Yeah. You know, come like massive companies like Tesla. Tesla so they're gonna, they're actually gonna accept the cur- it as a currency, right, to yeah, buy their yeah. products. Yeah. Right. Like, are yeah. we not past that point where governments could even ban it? Really?
1: I don't think ever. I don't think we ever get past that. I mean, you know, uh, in the U.S., they they banned gold for a use of, of purchasing power, and you basically confiscated all the gold in the U.S. Yeah. So you know, I think that it's less and less each day as these institutions come out here. You know, it's a it's a binary risk um, yeah. because one day if they do it, it it uh, just It's the whole thing. I mean, it's extremely unlikely. Yeah.
0: And you know what? In an age where, you know, the masses are start looking to start a revolution for every little turn, right? Can you just imagine if they tried to ban crypto?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that would be, there would just be such an uprising, you know, that that would probably even push it that much further, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And just divide. It would just be even more of a divide about it, so.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they're more likely. Yellen spoke. um, Janet Yellen, who's Secretary Treasurer in the U.S., spoke about potentially taxing it more. Um, Obviously, you you have to pay tax tax on it, but that she talked about taxing a crypto tax on unrealized gains. Yeah. So that's kind of that's crazy, right? Yeah. They'll tax you because it's gone up, like, even if you haven't sold it, they're gonna tax you on whatever that unrealized gain is at the end of the year,
0: potentially, yeah. so. The thing is, I think the exciting part too, is everything, like, it's great, blockchain is kind of the main part of it, right? Mm-hmm. It is is the more exciting part than the crypto and the Bitcoin, like, all oh, that's great, and whether it becomes a currency or not is one thing, but all the other technologies that can stem from this right? That uh, is really the opportunity. It's not just, and this this is really what you and I are going to try over the next several months to help, to really boil it down and simplify it. Not that we're trying to do that here today, but we're really just going to try to make people understand because I think if somebody can really communicate it, I don't think anybody's, very few people that have been able to communicate it real well. Like we just had a special guest on last week. He did a great job with it still people confused
1: yeah right yeah Yeah. so i
0: think when people it becomes part of you know it's when like when the internet first came out or i remember i was working retail when the interactive card came out (laughs) well holy cow people would like we had i would have people come into the store that you know would lecture me every time that i would ask them if they wanted to pay with interact they're like yeah Yo, you know they're gonna steal my money and (laughs) you know same thing that we're getting for with with uh, our clients saying that you yeah. know, oh, it's it's for terrorism and money laundering, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can do that, but you do that yeah. with regular currency as well. Yeah, right. So, um, so yeah, I think it as it becomes part of the everyday culture, I think it would just be there's a lot of super exciting things that that uh, can can become of
1: it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think that uh, that's the unique challenge we have to present it that way, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I think if we can really get it to there, and I think that, uh, you know, we're still learning the kind of the, the structure and the ins and outs and where the, you know, how you could point to where it's going to have the most impact. You know, I think it has impact everywhere, but I think finance, it probably has the most impact. Yeah. Um, and now how can we simplify that so that people can understand it? And I think that uh, that that's, that's, our, our big challenge right now.
0: Yeah. I think like just maybe on the last point and then we should move on. We always talk too long about crypto, but it's it's hard not to, it's, it's, to me, it's kind of like when the internet first started. Yep. Right. Where it just changed the world. Right. I mean, imagine that you can, from an investment side, imagine that you could actually invest in the internet when it started. And there was multiple ways to do that. As yeah. there is with blockchain and crypto, right? There's multiple yeah. ways to invest in this. But yeah. imagine you would know then what you know now about the internet and all the different companies and figures that, get, that came off it. Yeah. You wouldn't have to know exactly what was going to hit, but you certainly would have taken advantage of the opportunity. And yeah. I think that's how we're looking at this now is kind of like, this is one of those, you know, momentum changing things in the world, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would agree. I would agree with that. So I think uh, we're we'll have to continue to talk about it each week because uh, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
0: We sound we more and more every week. Sound like the crypto guys. Yeah. And I I feel like I'm always like, hey, we're not the crypto guys. Like we. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's only a small yeah. piece, but it's probably it is. it is. You know, we're excited about it because it's yeah. new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's in the news, and everybody's talking about it. Nobody knows what it is, so everybody's asking about it. You sure. Know? So uh, we have to address it.
1: We yeah. do. We do. And before we leave that point, I mean, there's lots of existing companies that are already there too, right? You got uh, Visa, you got PayPal, you got MasterCard, you got Square, you got, yeah. uh, I, I you know, IBM o- owns more blockchain patents than any company in the world. So, yeah. you know, like it's, this is happening with big companies too, behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Dude, that's why, again, yeah. the the chances of it just disappearing one day because they're gonna ban it, or I I just really think like, we're over that hump. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Right? So, uh, okay, let's move on. What do we got? Oh, yeah. in the news, Warren Buffett's uh, annual letter to his investors or to his shareholders, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, normally I read it. Normally I, you know, I uh, I did read it specifically for this show and uh you know my feeling on it is that uh it's becoming i don't think it's as meaningful as it once was outside of berkshire shareholders right like it used to be a big event kind of like when steve jobs would talk kind of on that same level yeah now i think people just don't care as much you know unless you're a shareholder of berkshire hathaway They're not doing that well. I mean, if you look at, uh, I think their main holding is Apple, right? They own 5.5% of Apple, and that's where most of their results are coming from, um, from what I could see on there. You tell me if you you notice something different. Um, But, I mean, I think these guys are just, you know, good on them. I I have no ill will towards them. They had their day and have a lot of respect, but I, I just don't think they're relevant anymore.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really kind of much different feel because I've read a lot of these. I read this one, too, as well. And uh, it was very nostalgic, as you read. It, it's almost like uh, yeah. they're saying their, their goodbyes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they talked about their big companies, with your point, Apple, um, Coca-Cola, uh, Berkshire Energy, and... Um, uh, the uh, railroad, those are kind of their four big holdings. Uh, yeah, they were up 2% last year, obviously underperformed the market again. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, even as a Berkshire shareholder, I'd look at it and say, okay, well maybe, I'm, maybe I'm missing something. Well, I appreciate that you did all this great stuff back here, but you know, what's the great stuff that's in front of us? Yeah. Like, and so yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that, that vibe, obviously they're still trying to, they're going to do, um, a streaming event again in May this year, which they'll, they'll talk a bit more. Um, but, uh, it's probably the, the least enthused I've been out of reading any of his stuff. And, uh, you know, I, he's been a phenomenal investor and, you know, he's been the best and yeah. best in the world, but I think it's, he's, uh, he's definitely on a different, different plane right now.
0: Hey, you know what? I was at Wayne Gretzky's last game uh, in Ottawa, and it uh, kind of has that same feel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like again, all due respect, but um, yeah. I mean, Charlie Munger's ninety-seven, I think yeah. ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Yeah, right. Like, hey, man, you had a good run. It was yeah. awesome, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's it's time to move on. Yeah, yeah, right. I would I would say yeah, I would say. You know, I think that if I were a shareholder, a big shareholder anyways, that'd be something I'd be saying is, you know, it, it, at least I know these his two other investment partners are always there with him, but at least give them the chance to have some, some face time. at least, you know, at least say like, these are the guys that are taking over yeah. so that you can kind of pass the torch, even if you want to continue to make all the decisions. But, it, you know, I think that, uh, the stock's going to get hit when one of them dies, which is probably soon. Yeah. 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 It's too bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we know what's funny about that is that it seems like it was just a few years ago when he was still, even though, you know, he was older, he was still the hottest thing. Berkshire was super hot, yeah. right? They were making huge plays and then it's how quickly it can turn, right? But, uh,
1: yeah, they came yeah. in and bailed out home capital in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, they were still really active in the deals. And now there's been like they haven't done you know, with their pile of cash that they have, they haven't done anything. Like they haven't yeah. participated in any kind of deals that, you know, I think they would've had a chance at. Um, so yeah, I think they've decided to take that uh let's just cruise.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, again. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. No. Okay. Let's uh, wrap it up with the, uh, we, should, we should have, we should maybe left that one for the end, but let's, let's, let's end on a uh, mortgage insurance, ter- sorry, mortgage insurance versus ter- term insurance. Man, you can tell it's getting late. It is late
1: night for us here.
0: It is a late night for us. We're doing yeah. this late into the night.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah. Why don't you get us started on that?
1: So wrap, wrap up. We'll do, a, we'll do a quick one on this. But, you know, I think that uh, it's it's still pretty misunderstood, right? So, you know, people go into the bank and they go get their first mortgage. They walk into the bank and, the you know, you're signing off on that first mortgage. And right before you sign off on that, the banker typically says, okay, well, you should probably get mortgage insurance in case something happens to you. We're going to pay for the, pay for the uh, mortgage out and then you'll move on. And so, of course, you... Nine times out of 10, you just initial that and move on. You don't really understand the ramifications of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I you fall, I've
0: fallen <laughs> for that one many a time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's easy. It's simple, right? They just, they take care of it. But what happens when you put that in place, so you have a half a million dollar mortgage, you know, you pay the premium based on that half a million, but every month as you pay down your mortgage, your premiums don't change. So you're actually, your life insurance is a little bit less, a little bit less every month, but your premiums, you're paying the same every month. That when you started the policy. What happens with yeah, when, versus the alternative, which mm-hmm. you, if you went for an individual policy, um, you would uh, lock something in place. Uh, you would buy say half a million dollar coverage for 10 years, you pay a fixed amount for 10 years, but your premium wouldn't change. And the difference between kind of how they're they're put in place is, you know, the one at the banks put in place with a with a quick initial, um, and they don't do any underwriting, so that's easier for people. Uh, versus the the alternative, which is um, they do their underwriting up front, so if there's anything they find it up front, um, and you're guaranteed to get that uh, insurance if something were to happen to you. Versus the uh, the traditional finance where if something were to happen to you, the bank could come back and they could say, well, you have a pre-existing condition you didn't tell us about or doing or looking back and saying that, you know, you should have told us you had diabetes. And, you know, since you didn't tell us that, we're not going to actually pay out the policy. Interesting. Yeah.
0: You know, what's funny is that when you go to the bank and you get a mortgage, they make it sound like you have to take it a lot of times. Do you not have to take that mortgage? No. Sorry, that, uh, that mortgage insurance? No, no. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of them position it that way, right? That you have to take it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Great. What else about insurance
1: that's exciting?
0: Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing's exciting about insurance.
1: We can save that for another one.
0: But why are we talking about insurance on, uh, you know, an investing podcast?
1: Yeah, well, uh, insurance makes up a component to your investment strategy. It makes what? Up <laughs> a component to your to your goals and targets. I had and no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do we so, do advisors sell insurance? We yes, we're uh, we're brokers, well, so we're insurance licensed, so we can deal with any of the big insurance companies, and and we do.
0: Wow. That was a shameful pl- plug for the Heart Investment Group, National Bank <laughs> Financial. If you need insurance for all your insurance needs, we're happy to help you.
1: <laughs> well, I think we should uh, probably probably wrap up with just what's ahead. I guess should we should we talk about that, or should we just shut it shut it down here?
0: No, well, like, I'm just getting started, man. <laughs> we're not even halfway through. Let's uh, keep it going. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening in the world of finance.
1: Yeah, there is. Yeah. All right. Speaking of that, what, what, did you, what did you learn in finance this week? This week? Nothing. Nothing? (laughs) No. Well, I think, uh, we got uh, an exciting one next week too. We got uh, an option specialist coming in. Um, they managed an option portfolio, um, which is going to be pretty, pretty cool to have somebody talk about that. Uh, it, uh, Try not to get too deep in the weeds, but trying to explain options. As you've known, I've I've run kind of those that put options to kind of manage risk in portfolios. And the, you know, I've had hundreds of conversations around how they work and why they work. And so, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get someone in to to really break it down.
0: Uh, you said you're not gonna get too into the weeds, but options are the weeds. <laughs> it's impossible. Like nobody understands what you're talking about, it, like puts and yeah. calls. Really, yeah. nobody yeah. understands what that is, right? yeah I mean, your average person, yeah, um it takes, yeah, but you're gonna get into it. you're gonna simplify it We're gonna and try. Uh, am I gonna be on that one? Maybe yeah we'll of course, of course we'll, see. we'll of course. see. I don't know if I'd have any contribute, but we'll uh we'll see i could contribute some jokes maybe
1: well look i mean we're we're trying to uh we're trying to educate we're trying to help people understand how the different structures work within finance and try to do our best to demystify that right it's not uh it's definitely not rocket science so it's a matter of just understanding how the different nuances work and hopefully we can help educate some people
0: i'm gonna be like wait you mean you can actually borrow the share of somebody else when they're not using them like how does that even work it makes no sense whatsoever yes it
1: really yes. doesn't yes but it's a it's a thing apparently well yeah so we'll, we'll start there we'll try we'll try to uh we'll try to simplify it all right it, yeah okay so,
0: well let's wrap up i got to be honest i've had a hard time paying attention this whole time because i've just been <laughs> just staring at myself and then my beautiful background here it's uh
1: wow it's amazing i like what you're like you know. done, done with the place
0: yeah if you don't get anything out of this and you're watching the youtube version of this and not uh, the audio podcast you know i would say that's probably the most value that we brought people Just this the <laughs> new background
1: yeah. And my yeah uh, suit and tie that's so true that's, great. that's yeah. true well, we got, uh, yeah, big, big red screen here. So hopefully it's green tomorrow. And yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good.
0: And if it's not green tomorrow, it's okay. We're uh, going to buy some more. We're going to buy some more. It'll be a buy day. It's fun to buy. <laughs> yes, it is. Right, And yeah. watch it go up. Yes. All right. That's it for episode nine. Think at heart. We'll see you next week.
1: Awesome. Thanks. Great. Good.
0: It's a good one, man.
1: Yeah, you want to shut off the recording or are you get? Yeah, I can shut it off. Yeah, I can edit it, I guess.